Mike Budansky is the host of WEEI in Boston, where the New England Patriots now are a 7-6 and six team. It may not have been pretty the whole way through, Mike, but this Patriots team is back in the playoff hunt now. What are What's the feeling around this, not just the offense and Mac Jones and all that, but the overall way the season is turned around and where they are right now in terms of expectations the rest of the way and playoff chances? Uh, guys, thanks for having me. Not Not pretty to watch. That was ugly. I mean, the, the ESPN, ESPN2, they spent three hours mocking the Patriots' offensive coaching staff. Uh, it was Colt McCoy against Mac Jones, who threw 13 screen passes. Like, he was a kid in Madden running the same play over and over again because it works. Um, it was a win, but we actually talked about this tonight on my show. Like, glass half full, hey, they won, they're in it. Or glass half empty, oh, my God, the offense is still bad. And a large majority of callers are still very worried about the offense, but technically they're in it. So if you're a wins and playoff person, you're feeling good today. But other than that, well, that was that was not pretty, guys. Well, we were talking about this on the show, and I don't understand how something can be so obvious to everyone on the outside, and then also not just the the fact that the decision didn't look good to begin with, but that it's played out to be correct. Right? It doesn't make sense that Matt Patricia is running this offense. And it's plain as day. Why is it happening? What what can you add to sort of add color to that? So I think it, uh, you're, Tristan, you're 100% right, um, except we don't factor the Bill Belichick factor into it. And Charlie Weiss is on the station a couple weeks ago, and he made the point that Bill Belichick wants his guys. He doesn't want to go outside the coaching circle. He wants guys he can trust. And once Josh left, Josh McDaniels went out to L.A., or uh, Vegas, excuse me, the best candidate was Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien was not going to be pride-free, at least this year, from Alabama, and so Bill had to scramble. And so he defaulted to some combination of Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. They had a, a, an air quotes competition, and air quotes, in training camp, he was going to call the plays. Matt won, and because Matt is an FOB friend of Bill and has Bill's trust, he gets to run the offense. So you're right, from the outside, doesn't look smart until you realize that you know, and it still looks. This is, I'm not justifying it, but you asked for the the color in this. It's a Bill Belichick production. Bill wants his guys, and Matt Patricia, make no mistake, is a Bill Belichick guy. Is it FOB? Is friend of Belichick? Is that valid anymore as like a philosophy? Because it's not bearing any fruit now that Tom Brady has flown the coop. No, I think there's a. It's not just not recently, but during Bill's whole tenure, his coaching tree does not match up to. Guys like, you know, Bill Walsh, guys like Andy Reid, those coaches have fared much, much, much better. The Sean McVay coaching tree right now is a much better coaching tree. So friend of Bill it works for Bill. If you're a friend of Bill and you're Joe Judge and you think for two years in New York, you're welcome back to the organization. You're Matt Patricia and you chew out sports writers in Detroit because they won't sit up straight during press conferences, you get welcome back in. But across the league, you're right. I think that Belichick coaching tree is not quite what it used to be, and it's because the, the offensive coaching is so much better now in the NFL than what Bill has had on his coaching staff. When we talk about the offense struggling, obviously a lot of the spotlight goes on Mac Jones. That's what happens in the NFL. He's the starting quarterback for the Patriots. The regression we've seen, or maybe lack of growth, however you'd want to describe it, does that fall more on the lack of a true offensive mind calling the plays, or is a lot of that more on Mac Jones in this situation? If, if it's an either-or, I'm definitely saying it's all the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. An example I would give was last Thursday, primetime football. Baker Mayfield shows up, fresh off the red eye, 
the whole narrative of playbook on the plane, that bull crap. And he walks in, looks great, great for what, what the expectations were. The bar was set low, I get it. But that's Sean McVay and his coaching staff on that offense putting him in a spot to succeed. I think if Mac Jones had a real offensive coach, the regression would no, be nowhere near as extreme as it is. And he also has no offensive line, which is thanks to Bill trading Shaq Mason to the Bucks, then drafting a player in the first round to replace him who's not as good. So in the Mac versus everything around him storyline, I, I completely, and I've said this really all year, it's about the pieces around Mac, not Mac's regression period. When it's all said and done, does this Patriots team make the playoffs? No, no. They'd have to win. Oh, I, what, what, what throws a monkey wrench in this is that the Chargers, their schedule is so easy down the stretch. So I'm putting the Chargers in. Patriots have to play good teams. Here's the issue. They don't beat good teams. The last two years, the two really good teams they've beaten, I'm sorry, Jets fans, you don't count this year. Zach Wilson was a quarterback. Last year, Buffalo in that windstorm, 3 nothing. They beat Tennessee, the Patriots did, with no Derrick Henry, bunch of other stars out they got to play miami cincinnati buffalo good night no they will fall short they'll be in that stupid middle part of the first round again where the traffic really doesn't matter and they'll be resetting the entire thing again in the offseason let's talk about some brighter news because the boston celtics outside of yeah. the game last night against the clippers which you know what time it is they go out in la they do their thing and they you know they lose <laughs> games it's just like what it is when you go out to a place like miami or la Number one in the uh, in the East, twenty one and seven. I think best best record in basketball actually. Top five offense, top five defense. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, gelling even without Robert Williams, and and you add Malcolm Brogdon in, and who knew whether he was going to be healthy or not? But he's been a really good six man off the bench. What are your sort of expectations for this team versus where they were after Ime Udoka was? suspended uh, it, in air it's quotes a, it's a great question uh full disclosure i have multiple future bets against the celtics over this year that were made in the offseason and then uh, doubled down once the utoka thing happened because i believe that he was a really important piece of this and turns out i'm an idiot jason tatum's really good <laughs> and when you when you when you let jason tatum cook he's one of the best five or six players in the nba and he has been awesome to me he is the story i'm sure there are other stories you can talk about but Tatum's emergence now to stone cold killer can't be stopped scores 30 you know with half asleep he is the biggest story and I think Joe Mazzulla is a part of that I think he has unlocked this offense they are a much better offense than they were a year ago uh, my expectations right now are are NBA finals are bust I'm not sure how it can be I know the Bucks are only a couple of games back and they're still a really good team but the Celtics have every piece and they're going to get Robert Williams back and the reports are really good on his health so my expectations were very low going in i thought they arrest a bunch of guys win fewer than 54 55 games and then make a playoff run but right now based on 21 and 7 they should get to the nba finals and getting short of that barring a major injury will be a failure for this team they're that good they're that good yeah and look we saw that way they turned things around the second half of last season when they were i mean there were people talking about should they break up jason tatum and Jalen Brown and blow this team up, and then all of a sudden trade they, Marcus Smart. They trade Marcus Smart, and then it's, they learned how to play defense, and you that realize this team that is was me. Yeah, totally, that, that was, was you. Yeah, that was oh, me and well, Mutt, Apparently, I've heard you've said worse things. There, there's worse than that. It was so, logical at the time. <laughs> I tell you that it was logical. <laughs> hey, listen, at the time. we went by we went by what we saw, but you know, you talk about the Jason Tatum growth into a stone cold killer, which is 
something we wanted to see from him over the years. And you could always see the talent as a two-way player all the way back to his to his rookie year and, and what he was able to do. And it was always the last year you started to hear the conversation of maybe he could be somebody that could propel himself into the MVP conversation. Well, he's clearly there now. Is Jason Tatum in your mind, and maybe it's a little biased, I know you're up there and it's in Boston, but is he the front runner right now for MVP if the season were to stop today looking at everybody's resumes? Uh, I know the odds probably say I, I haven't checked in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't it? I mean, he's, he has a he has a better supporting cast than Luka does. So I, I would still defer to, to Luka. Um, but I mean, Tatum's year has been spectacular. But he benefits. He's playing with Jalen Brown. He's got some good, better players around him. So I get the favoritism. His scoring is ridiculous. He's become a much stronger player on the rim. He's getting the free throw line. So I, he's been great. He's in a, he's a, a, a must-watch TV now every night. But, yeah, I think, isn't Luka playing with less talent there and doing you know, mm-hmm. putting up just as big numbers? So I, I would, he's the favorite. I would fade him as the favorite. I think he should be the second choice right now, in my opinion. Yeah, Jason Tatum, absolutely electric. But yeah, if you're talking about supporting casts, like Luca has Ooh, no not much, no supporting casts. Is there a case for someone like Zion though? Like Zion obviously has been insane, but now you've got the Pelicans looking like the one seed in the West, and if you've got Brandon Ingram injuries, like is there other players that you see on the board that maybe there's longer odds that you would say, yeah, that's worth a shot? Um. That's, I mean, the, the Zion thing is really interesting because I think we're all expecting him at some point. Unfortunately, based on his history, to miss a bunch of games, that would knock him out of it. But if there's an, if they're one of the top teams in the West, look out. These, these awards become very much narrative awards, right? You know, in the NFL, who's the quarterback on the number one seed who scored a million points? Well, he's probably going to win the MVP. So I like the, the top of the board right now, but the narrative stuff I would watch going forward, because if New Orleans stays there and he stays healthy, He's going to be worth a bet, and you're betting on him staying healthy, and you're betting on them being the number one seed. But these voters, we vote on narrative. We're, we're, I'm a radio guy. I'm stupid. I, I have a big dumb item in front of me. Okay, they won a bunch of games. They're good. He's the MVP. So I keep watching to see what team's there at the standings for sure. Um, and Zion's part of that. I, I shouldn't have left him out. Bad job by me. Yeah, when you're looking at the East, too, I mean, obviously the Bucks are looked at as – now, the biggest threat to the Celtics. We know how that series went when they played each other in the playoffs last year, and there was no Chris Middleton for Milwaukee. But after the Bucks, who do you look at as the biggest threat to the Celtics? I mean, I love the way Cleveland's playing, but you know, can they sustain this the entire year? Can the Net- Nets have won eight of their last ten right now? Where are you, where do you sit here? Uh, I'm going to sound really, really biased here. The, the Bucks are the threat. Okay. The Celtics. If the Celtics come out of the East, it's only going to be the Bucks. I, I cannot. A lot of NBA to play. The last couple of years, the trade deadline has been awesome. So I'm going to leave myself that out of, of barring some massive trade here in the Eastern Conference. But to me, they're clearly the top two teams with two of the, the best players. Uh, I'm not buying the Nets thing. I just, I've, I've done this too many times where I, I complain the Nets are too talented and they end up, you know, just exploding on themselves. Not, no, not for me. Um, no, they're the two most talented teams. I think it's those two. It sounds very chalky 28 games in, but. I can't make a real case. It's the Celtics and Bucks Eastern Conference Finals, one of those teams in the NBA Finals. Matt, we have about 45 seconds not to jump around to a new sport, but if you're a Boston Red Sox fan, how are you feeling right now? Sad, uh, depressed, crying in a corner somewhere. You're, you're a big market team who can't sign your homegrown players over and over again. Luke John Lester, Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, 
Um, and the ownership keeps saying they want to do the right thing, but then when players come up for, for contract, they don't pay them. So it's a really frustrating time right now. There's a real pushback against the Red Sox front office wondering, when are they going to spend big money? And now you're left with Carlos Correa to save your offseason. So it's, it's, it doesn't feel like a big market team right now, Trista, and it's not a great time to be a Red Sox fan based on another homegrown player like Bogart's out the door. Good, okay, thing, you, good thing Fenway's hosting a football game this Saturday. <laughs> that looks awesome, but by the, the way. The Wasabi Bowl, which you, UConn should have been playing in. UConn's in their backyard. They should have taken UConn. Bad yeah. job by the Wasabi Bowl. That is, that is such – we saw an aerial picture of that, Mike, and it just looks, looks incredible. So really appreciate looks the awesome. time. Thanks for coming on with Thanks us. Thanks for coming on. Good time, guys. Thanks.